0: Most of us remember summer camp growing up, but for many of us, summer camps are a distant memory. Well, what does church camp look like in 2021? Stick around and we'll talk about that on today's special summer camp edition of Here at Home. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. My name is Mark Bricker, and if this is your first time to the show, welcome. And welcome to a special edition of the Here at Home podcast. I'm calling it Summer Camp Edition. So join me in welcoming our guest for today's podcast, Mr. Summer Camp himself, Chad Moore. Welcome, Chad.
1: Great to be here.
0: Never been called Mr. Summer Camp, have you? No, and I'd be okay with that being the only one as well. (laughs) Well, at least for this podcast, right? Yeah, that works. We'll have a lower thirds Mr. (laughs) Summer Camp, comma, Chad Moore. Yes, he survived. Yeah, he survived, right. Two summer camps and at least this summer and many more. How many summer camps do you think you have been to either as a participant Mm. or as a leader? It's double digits for sure. Yeah, you think like fifty? I don't know how many. many. No, it's not
1: that many. Not that many. That's, okay, that's, those are Kerry Robinson numbers. But, yeah. um,
0: but no, I don't think I've got quite uh, hit the hit the fifty milestone. Yeah. But you've been around a lot of summer camps. It's been you quite know a your few. way around the old summer camp. Well, today is a special uh, edition of our podcast because you just got back from the second summer camp for our church just mm-hmm. this past week, and or actually on <laughs> at the beginning of this week you got back. Yes. Yes. Um, we might get to that part later, but um, before we start talking about kind of the the specifics about summer camp, especially what what it looks like and and and, and some of the things that happen during summer camp, both for middle schoolers and high schoolers, let's let's back up and make sure we we have the base on why even do summer camp. Is it something that's still relevant? Is it something that's still important in the lives of students? Uh, why do you feel it's important to have uh, students at summer camp.
1: Yeah, I think it's you know it's a piece to the puzzle. You know it, it has its role in the overall ministry adventure, <laughs> ministry strategy. Um, you know I think sometimes we can blow it out of proportion to make it more than it is, and other times we can minimize it and make it less important than it can be. And so um, over the years, just here at McGregor, we've seen a number of uh, of new students um, really become part of the family while at mm. um, summer camp right. and spending that extended amount of time together offsite, you know, away from a lot of the distractions the world provides. And it, it gives you that um, that jolt sometimes needed to be able to start those relationships and, and deepen those relationships. Similar to what we do when we have a, a retreat during the year, but um, an even longer even amount longer. of time, yeah. you know, for that. And so, I, um, you know, I think the relational aspect is mm. definitely one of the, the the real big reasons for doing a trip like that. Um, what really, whether it's a summer camp or or a
0: mission trip or, you know, just spending that time together is very useful. Um, I was thinking about that as for adults, we don't get to go to summer camp anymore unless mm-hmm. we're volunteering, but the mission trip experience, mm-hmm. that relational aspect, you come back with people that are now going to be lifelong friends, most mm-hmm. likely, because you've spent a week serving together, you know, like you said, without the distractions of the normal world. Right, right. So yeah, the relationship, relationship side of I see Mm -hmm. as a as a huge part of Mm -hmm. of summer camp. What else? you were getting ready to say something else there.
1: Yeah, I mean, and also just the um, uh, the spiritual development. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to a camp that's run well, that has good teaching, that uh, knows what their priorities are and where they fit in the overall process as well. Because sometimes the camps can get a little um, out of whack in Mm -hmm. terms of where they're um, in terms of what place it plays in the overall you know ministry philosophy. But um, you know, the students can can progress in their faith. They can be challenged by outside voices that they don't normally get to hear from. We love giving our students the opportunity to do discussion groups with the summer staff at Snowbird and, uh, and at word of life now that we've been going to the last couple of years as well, where we have some college age kids that get to be, you know, a, a new voice for them. And, uh, when we, um, go to a, a camp that we trust and we know that they are reinforcing the, the biblical truths that we want communicated, that can be really impactful in their lives. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I've always kind of viewed, um, as I got into ministry, you know, summer camp is kind of like the uh, the JV summer uh, summer trip, and then uh, mission trip being the varsity summer mm-hmm. trip. You know, they both have their role, I think, um, and uh, you know, I think you know, most students start at JV before going to varsity, you know, and so it's it's a step in that process. Uh, It's been a bigger one here um, with COVID, (laughs) you know, we we haven't been able to do a mission trip Mm. recently because there are, you know, going to an, a camp that has its own complex that you can kind of be in a bit of a bubble there. It's easier to do in this, um, uh, in this current, dynamic that we find right. ourselves in versus going on a mission trip and trying to invest in a community and go out into the into the world that's d- been a little more difficult and mm-hmm. and um, we're eager to, to get back into to doing those and um and helping our students progress from you know um, through their faith journey and um and, and into that environment as well but i right. think they both
0: have their, their, their role right now you mentioned the names of two camps and those were two camps that mm-hmm. we were involved in this year give us a little bit of background about each of those camps because like you were saying not all camps are created equal Mm -hmm. and there's a reason why you've chosen you know to be involved in these two camps
1: yeah i know um mcgregor's had a variety of camps they've gone to over the years Uh, when i got here they had uh, the group had most recently been to snowbird the previous two years if i remember correctly and so my first year was was the third year there up at Snowbird, and it was a camp that I had never heard of before. And so I went the first summer, just a, kind of learning it and observing it myself, and got to know some of the staff. Got to see some of the. Um, they have a tremendous amount of activities and kind of outdoor type options that the students love to to take part in. And what's the full name? <clears throat> Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters. Yeah, it just the, sounds. Yeah, yep, is the full name. And so you're up in you know in the foothills of, of North Carolina up there and uh, up in Andrews and. You know, it's a um, it's a great trip. You know, I, those guys have um, you know have. A great handle on where summer camp fits mm. in the overall scheme of ministry, and they have year-round ministries going on up there. And um, you know, they do some breakouts with the with the adults and stuff. It's great to hear some of their philosophy um, and theology behind it all. And, it's been, and over the years, I've grown to, to trust them more and more. Mm. Our students love it. Um, in fact, part of the, the reason we have two camps now is because we couldn't fit at, at Snowbird anymore. You know, it's a trip that a lot of churches go to on the um, uh, over. the the course of those weeks, we can only get so many spots. Mm. And so a couple years ago, we had about 15 kids that were on our wait list that did not get to go at all. Mm. I said, oh, well, it's time to to kind of break it off there. And so now we do a, um, we take our eighth through 12th grade, um, get to go to to Snowbird if they, if they choose to, and then sixth through eighth grade gets to, um, to go to Word of Life if they choose to. And so eighth grade kind of gets to um, have their pick. Yeah. Tell us about the Word of Life camp. Why you chose that? Word of Life is an organization that I've been familiar with for for many years, and we have an elder on staff with an Al Green that's um, been involved with them for, for mm-hmm. a long time as well. Um, uh, and so, in looking for what you know would middle school um, specifically, you know where do we want them to go, how do we want that to work? We did uh, Mfuge um, for um, I think at least one summer here as a trip that I had done in the past through the um, through the SBC, and uh, they changed where their trips were and, and, and changed from structure to where it didn't make sense for us mm. to go back to that the next year. So we were looking for, um, for another place to go. And, and Word of Life was one of those that was on our list that we were uh, checking out. It's a lot closer. Mm. It's, it's cheaper. Um, and so it's an easier on-ramp for middle school to be a part of. And, and what we saw is that when we made that adjustment and kind of split those um, that trip up, we, you know, our, our middle school participation basically doubled um, between um, how many of them would go all the way up to North Carolina for Snowbird, you know, and what parents and families were, um, comfortable with. And, uh, and the word of life camp, which is just North of Tampa was something that they were much much more comfortable with. Yeah. And and it's run really well. There's no, um, you know, they've, they're reliable theologically in terms of their teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a lot of uh, great options in terms of the fun aspects as well, but um, but they are um, um, run pretty well as a camp. And so we, um, we've we grown to, uh, to trust them as well. And our, our children's ministry here at McGregor had a history of going up to Word of Life right, as yep. well. You know, Rita had gone up there for years.
0: Mm-hmm. So they were a known commodity in terms of that as well. Yeah. All right. So talk about Word of Life camp Um that's what's for the, the younger, the middle school, primarily six through eight. What does camp look like for those campers that went this year? Kind of give us an overview of what, because uh, some of our listeners might be listening. And going, yeah, I remember going to camp and, you know, you know we, we sat around the campfire and sang Kumbaya or ate s'mores or, you know, we got to swim once a day. And that was mm-hmm. what, what does camp look like at Word of Life for those kids? Yeah, they go, um, they basically have the whole week,
1: um, more or less Monday through Friday in terms of uh, full days and activities. And they stay in, I wouldn't call them cabins, more like in between cabin and dorm rooms than the Word of Life uh, um, Bible College Students normally stay in during the year, oh, okay. And so they, uh, they 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 move out of there, and the students move in for those weeks. And um, the, the week, you know, we send just middle school, but it's middle school and high school that are there from different churches and neighboring areas. And um, you know, they have some of your traditional camp type activities, some of your like big rec game competitions, and uh, those things. They've got uh, morning teaching services and, uh, and and great worship band that's up there. We actually have one of our former students. Uh, Zach was on their band last summer. Oh, wow. um, um, being a part of World Life up there, and so, um, so great services in the morning, at night, um, different activities. They do have a pool on campus, and they've got you know some lake activities, and paintball, and rock climbing wall, and you know different things like that. But they are um, they're together the whole week. Is a, is a great aspect to how they run it there. They're, you know that that cabin of, of boys or girls have their trained summer. Counselors that that um, that are in there with them and uh, and stay with them all week and so um, you know we took students there there last year and they're like and they're begging in the bus ride home can we please come back next year can we please come back next that's year always a good sign so you know that's a good thing you know and um, and for a lot of those kids it's it's their first week away mm-hmm. from parents and you know it is a step of faith <laughs> in some and you know we we pray before we leave that parents will have an extra dose of comfort and peace and trust. <laughs> Yeah. In our sovereign Lord, that is just as sovereign the week of camp as He is all year round. And uh, but you know, it, um, most of them love it, you know, and uh, um, and come home wanting to to go back. And you know, they've um, they have a, a number of you know recommitments or, or or just steps they take in their in their faith journey as well. And Word of Life does a great job of actually compiling those into
0: a video as well. Hmm. That's what I was going to ask. Uh, still talking about the Word of Life Camp, what were mm-hmm. what were some of the outcomes? Did you hear stories of any uh, you know particular students and decisions they made or commitments they made or any kind of even life transformation you saw there? you know, mm-hmm. once they got back. Yeah, I haven't had the opportunity to, to speak with a lot of them personally yet because they got back and we
1: left for the other camp the oh, very okay. next day. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. so just time-wise where we're having this conversation right now, um, I've seen some of what, I've, I've heard some of the recommitments and, and things of, uh, of their uh, just kind of comment base, but I haven't been able to have like those actual conversations. In, yeah, and dive in and hear about how God was moving. But I know that, um, you know, you can see it on Facebook, um, you know, where Life post a, uh, kind of a recap of um, both the week, but then it has a separate video of the student testimony kind of things. And so oh, we, can, wow. we can watch it on Facebook. And uh, a number of our students were in that video communicating some of what God had done in their lives that week.
0: Oh, that that's cool. Mm-hmm. Can you send me that link?
1: I will, I will find <laughs> it and send it to you. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Maybe we can even, uh, Christian, can we put that in our, uh, our show notes, our website? Yeah. Uh, Do we have show notes, Christian? No, not really. We do have show notes. Oh, we do have show wow. notes. Christian can't speak Yeah, I'm Christian. <laughs> Look at that. We ask, he, he delivers. He does. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. There you go. Awesome. Uh, let's jump now to Snowbird. Snowbird, out, Wilderness Outfitters. Yep. Uh, you uh, have a little more of a close-up experience with that this past week. Mm-hmm. Tell us some of the, well, first of all, compare that with like the activities and what's, what's different and unique about Snowbird as, as a camp?
1: Yeah, there's, um, I mean, it's in the, you know, up in the hills or mountains, depending on what your perspective is for what counts as a mountain um, up in, you know, North Carolina. And so just its location provides some opportunities that a camp in near Tampa, you know, wouldn't have mm-hmm. like rafting and, you know, the, some of those kind of things, the blind type stuff. And so there is a, um, an increase in the number of outdoor activity options that they have up there. They've got a, a great campus up there and they've got some off-campus things that they do as well, you <clears throat> Christian himself went mountain biking and a number of other things with us on that that trip uh this past week and he only fell a couple times I think. Did we get yes. that on video? Uh unfortunately no. Mm. We do not. Any injuries? Uh, we did have some boys that had
0: to be trucked back to
1: the van, but I mean, I did not, I made it through. You made it. I'm <laughs> proud of you, Chris. He, he succeeded. So, um, so yeah, there are some, it's kind of an amped up, um, version compared to Word of life in that end, because of where it is and more opportunity, got but, some ropes activities there mm-hmm. oh yeah they, they got uh you got your rock climbing tower what is it they call it it's an aerial park is what they call the high ropes thing that high they r- have there you got zip lines you've got skeet shooting you've got paintball on campus you've got off campus canoeing and tubing and mountain
0: biking and hiking and uh you know there's there's all kinds of stuff goes on and on <clears throat> sounds like a great great uh, place i've actually been there but it's it was like i don't know over ten years ago, so okay. they probably have added a lot since probably so since I was there ten years ago I was pretty impressed ten years ago. I thought it was pretty pretty amazing <laughs> place to come yep. yeah than that so what were some of the things that you saw in the lives of students that were there some mm-hmm. you know you don't have to give any names or anything, but you know some of the you know'm if I'm, if I'm listening and I'm like, okay what what is camp doing in the lives of our students when they're there? Give us a, a couple of examples of the things that you've seen yeah they um you know, one of the things that I do like about Snowbird is that
1: they don't go for that over-emotional mm. hook night. You know, the cry night, stereotypical thing, and you know, going back over the over the years of student ministry of you know, um, on Thursday night, you know, everyone's all of a sudden getting saved again you know, because because they've been they're just so drained and just you know, mm. oh, just. Um, you know, over emotional and, and and not not necessarily <clears throat> progressing. You know, uh, through a through a natural week as much as I, I think they do at Snowbird, where they're, they're challenging from the beginning of the week to the end of the week. Of you know, how are you living? Um, you know, are you on track with with living for Christ? Are you a believer? Is definitely a question that they ask and they share the gospel over and over again mm. as that week um, uh, works throughout. And you know, I, I think a lot of the Work that God does in the lives of our students there is—is is that more the taking it serious in their walk, um, you know, being challenged in is what they're professing, lining up with with how they're living. Mm. And I know that that was some of what was our students were challenged on uh, uh, this week, and you know they they spend a lot of time in share groups, being open and honest with each other. And those relationships do do build, and I think some of the ones walking into um, into camp thinking I'm the only one struggling with this, or um, you know everybody else has got it all together, and my life is the only one falling apart, my family is the only one falling apart. You know they get there and they get to um, to hear from other people that <clears throat> no, we're all you know mm-hmm. doing our best. We're all facing difficulty. We're all struggling in our own way, and um, and having some of those honest conversations that hopefully translate into lasting change, um, you know, which is always discussed every year at camp of don't let this just be a camp high that I've made all these commitments <laughs> right. and, you know, because Snowbird, they admitted when we were there one night that, you know, um, you know, we see you get on the bus, you tell us you're going to do stuff, and then we, we ask you next year, how'd you do? And mixed success would be a generous way of putting it, I think, And um, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. um, and so that's where I, I say, you know, camp has a place but it's it's a single event, right? You know, and and we as a ministry are much more focused on the full year of a ministry in, activity, stuff, yeah. yes. And yeah. so that's where you know, just me personally, I am not trying to knock anybody, but I just um, you know, I have no desire for us to um, to spend months planning the one week of camp. I would much rather us as a um, as a student ministry team be working towards um, how are we going to con- keep everything moving? How are we going to continue to minister mm-hmm. to these students when we get back from a camp and let Snowbird um, put the time in and and develop that one week and make it a great week for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is one
0: piece to the puzzle. Yeah. I think you've got that balance perfect because you're right, yeah. <laughs> the amount of resources that some churches will spend for one week, and like mm-hmm. you said, it is only one week. I'd much rather see that time and investment in the week in and week out discipleship relationship mm-hmm. that you're, you're investing in the students. And that's what can be, a, I think, a great combination. They have a great week, but they come home and they're still being challenged mm-hmm. to follow through on maybe some of those commitments that they, uh, they've made. And I know it's still early because you guys just got back, uh, got back a little late. Uh, is that the the first time you've had a had a a, a bus breakdown in your uh, camp career of taking <laughs> um, at McGregor? Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, not definitely not the first time I've had
1: transportation issues on a trip. Um, I had a bus breakdown in Washington D.C. It was a, a one of those uh, fifteen you know passenger Minibus. minibuses yeah. um, breakdown in the exit lane of. Um, whatever their that main metro station is right there near the capital. <clears throat> I had people honking at me from behind. I had cops walking up, looking at me like, "What's going on?" I thought I was going to get arrested for some kind of terrorism or something like that. And you know, the um, like, um, so uh, I think you know, uh, in in God's sovereignty, actually, um, one of the cop who walked up that I ended up speaking with that day knew of our church, like specifically. Oh wow! And so <laughs> it was, uh, you know, we was as, as good as it could. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was, I spent the day. We, we pushed the bus in front of like the um, one of the monetary buildings that's right there, and right. waited for someone to come change the battery in it. So I've had I've had some bus issues in the past, some plane issues, and, and, and things like that. But yeah. um, this is the first first one of McGregor that I I think we've
0: had. And it just puts you in how late. Uh? Oh, uh, yeah. We re- got back in about 2.30 a.m. Sunday morning. morning. yeah. Yep. <laughs> what was the uh, anticipated time originally?
1: Oh, we were on pace to be back between like 9.30 and 10 p.m. the yeah. night before. We were doing great. Yeah. Um, we were booking along, even with some traffic we hit and stuff. we we eat at rest areas to try and
0: keep so that's moving. A long, that's a long drive, <laughs> isn't it? How many miles? Oh, miles, I don't know. I know we leave. Like 700? The buses leave camp at 8 a.m. that day okay. on that Saturday. And you're trying and to get back between 9 and 10. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A long, long day. God mm-hmm. bless you, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> the so, students are sleeping, most of them. Yeah, and then to add that extra time at the end, yeah. Any, fun. any, anything else that um, that you could share with our listeners about just summer camp in general that might be beneficial for them to know about? Uh, maybe whether it's philosophy-wise or just maybe something specific. Yeah, I'd say you know sometimes it's, it's difficult for
1: parents to decide. You know, if my kid's not thrilled about going you know how much do i push them mm. and uh it's always a judgment call for the parent it always is you know i usually hedge more on the end of push them and get them you know and, and try it one time you know get them there usually it takes may, may take a couple of nights to settle in but you know by the end of the week most of the students are glad they're there mm. you know and, and i've gotten something out of it and so i'd say try it you know for uh, for one if there's a family who hasn't <clears throat> and uh you know and, and i guess you know prioritize i know it's expensive we try to do some things to to lower the cost Good and fundraiser and we even have some fundraisers that students can Hustle and, and make. We had one girl uh, earn all of her camp money this year. Wow! Because of, we have some other options that a lot of students don't usually take us up on, but um, selling different like Krispy Kreme cards and stuff like that to, to earn it. And so we do have those opportunities for families who you know who need the additional help. And we've always got generous families that are willing to give to um, to help with scholarships as mm-hmm. well. And so we we always tell parents, and we and we mean it. You know, don't let money be the reason your student didn't come to camp. Right. You know, if there uh, if there's another reason so be it, but don't let money, you know, be that reason. Um, and I, and I would say, you know, when we are able to offer mission trips again as well, um, take that as a, you know, as a, as an awesome next level kind of thing. And maybe if you do have to choose between camp and mission trip, maybe choose a mission trip. Hmm. You know, I think, I think a lot of the camp benefits can be Uh, attained through a mission trip, in addition to the, um, the advantages and the, and the benefits and the lifelong impact that a mission trip can provide.
0: Yeah. Well, so grateful that you provide both those types of opportunities. Typically, I know COVID has kind of messed us up a little bit, but Mm -hmm. hopefully next year we'll be back normal. I think this is going to wrap up our special episode of Here at Home. And thank you, Chad, for joining us and being a part of our Here at Home podcast. Uh, And I would like to say that this episode is coming out uh, just in a few days from recording. It'll come out on Saturday and our regular Here at Home podcast will be coming out this Thursday. And we're going to be talking with uh, Mr. Kerry Robinson about serving for a long, long time in ministry. So you don't want to miss that uh, Here at Home podcast. So thank you, listeners, and we'll see you next time on Here at Home.